together. It's amazing. It's amazing. In the wine press conference, we saw the lame walk. We saw the deaf hear. We saw the blind see. We saw Thomas disappear. Literally, all the miracles that Jesus has promised. And to him be all the glory. To him be all the glory. Um, online, just Friday night, we had over one, about, about 100,000 people watching on Friday night. On Sunday, I'm sure we had way more than that on Sunday. It's just, I mean, throughout the four days, maybe we had about half a million people that watched the services all through. You know, and that's African gadgets people watch and getting testimony from all countries across the globe. We want to thank everyone that served. We want to thank all our pastors for doing that. Glory to God. Then, and like I said, just thanking God because God answers prayers. Because if he doesn't, what do you do? Nothing. The faithfulness of God is what we celebrate. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Just to let you know, this week we have five days of Thanksgiving. We'll be taking time to fast and pray. And I really feel that this week we should focus our next level prayer. Just what they call it. Just thanking God. Just praising God for what he's done. So you want to please take a moment. This week, make sure your next level prayer. Invite your friends. We're having bidding me up. Um, some of those names, you know, sometimes it's challenging for me. We have Caleb, Defumi, Bidemi, Maxam, all of us just singing. It's going to be really nice. It's going to be really nice from tomorrow. Praise the Lord. All right. So let's get into the Word of God today. Are you ready for the Word of God? Oh, my God. You don't sound like you would have been soaking it. Are you ready for the Word of God? I can only hear this part. I can't hear the part of it. Are you ready for the Word of God? Are you ready for the Word of God? Somebody said, the word of God excites me. That's a good place to be. That's a good place to be. Quiet, the devil sound, I see the excited. Quiet, are you excited for the word of God? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. So this morning, I'm going to, so January and February, we've been teaching about growth, personal, spiritual, and all-round growth. And this morning, I want to teach just something that's very instructive. And, um. For me, this is one of the key things that the Lord has used to help me. Sometimes as a Christian, you practice something as a biblical principle and you never know till later. You, know, you just practice it by default. You don't even know why you're doing this. It's later you know that, wow, it was actually God guiding and leading me by his spirit to do this. So I want to teach about how God uses relationships to better growth and phenomenal breakthroughs. How God uses relationships to better growth. And phenomenal breakthroughs. Let's turn our Bibles to Mark chapter 4 in verse 27. <clears throat> Maybe from verse 26. And Jesus said, So is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day and the seed shall spring and grow and he does not know how. Verse 28. For the earth bringeth forth of herself First the blade, then the air, and after that the full come in the air. And during the conference, I spent two long sessions explaining the, this concept and many of you have given me feedback. But verse 29, I touched briefly, but I could not dwell on. So the Bible says this in verse 29. And when the fruit is brought, immediately it puts in the sickle, because the harvest is come. And one of the things I explained is this during the course of the teaching. That as you begin to practice God's word, a season of harvest will come. 
And I don't know if you're like me. There, there have been seasons in my life where I felt I was in my harvest, but I did not see the harvest. Can you, you, you can just tell that this is my season, but somehow it wasn't showing. Until I came to this revelation that says, it's possible to be in your harvest and your harvest does not show up physically until you do something. Because the harvest is in the realm of the spirit. But what was I do to make the harvest come in the physical? Look at what it says. It says in verse 29, when the fruit is brought forth, that means when that spiritual process has produced what you want, he says immediately it puts in the sickle because the harvest is come. What is the sickle? I believe that this is what this means. That the sickle is the connecting thought, idea, or action you have to take that will produce that harvest for you in the physical. And this is what I mean. Um, there, was, there was someone that was running an organization and he began to really practice spiritual principles about growth. And he felt that they had actually come into a season of growth. But he was not seeing the growth. So he went to God in prayer to be able to know what to do. And that's what spiritual people do. When they have challenges, they separate time and go to God in prayer to get wisdom. And when he got wisdom, God told him, you are marketing this product, fantastic product. You have aligned and done a good service. He said, but you are bad in marketing. He said, how will people know that what you are doing exists if you don't market? He said he never thought about it. And God told him, he said, all the angels in heaven know about your product. All the angels don't know about your product, but angels don't buy physical products. The people that need to buy your product need to see your product. That they, they need it already, but they need to see where to buy it. So he went on a massive marketing scale. And guess what? Within an 18-month period, he had grown by nothing less than 500% in business. In terms of profit, it was hundreds of millions of naira turnover. Why am I saying this? There is a connecting principle. So you are praying that God will expand your business. But as you pray, the way faith works is that what you have to do in terms of an action, what you have to do in terms of a step will drop into your spirit and you will just know what to do. And until you take that connecting action, those things will be there. There will be no change at all. So, Jesus Christ said, he must put in the sickle. I have been praying personally and say, Lord, there's a way I've seen the ministry. And there's what it must be, what it must look like. And I said, Lord, how do we get there? And how do we get there? But until NLP came, NLP came, became that sickle for us to be effectively able to curb man and touch the whole world like never before. Somebody say Hallelujah. Up to the point that we just opened the portal four or five days ago and announced that we're having a meeting in Ibadan. And um, we're just saying, let's just move to just put something there. I was telling the pastor's meeting yesterday, I said, ah, in Ibadan. Thank God about 300 people have joined to register in the meeting in Ibadan. Because Nigerians don't like registration anyway. I think they've joined the registration meeting in Ibadan. <laughs> and the pastor, pastor, old information, sir. Six, about 600 people have registered at workers to serve in the meeting. Almost a thousand people have registered to serve in the battle. So when I said that, I said, okay, send me the list. 
You know, the way the form was designed online, there were areas we are going to do the meetings that were not announced. I saw the areas we have not announced, people have registered there. I said, what's going on? But the reason why we can pull in the harvest is that God has given us a sickle. The question is that what you are praying for, you know the harvest. What is the sickle that God has given you? And what I want to teach about today is one of the sickles. This is one of the ways that God used to bring in the harvest. The sickle can be different things. It can be an event. It can be a concept. It can be a product. It can be a relationship. But this particular sickle I want to talk about is a sickle of relationship. Glory to God. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. So let's turn to Proverbs chapter 27. Proverbs chapter 27. You'll be mightily blessed. After the first service, one of our pastors came and said, Pastor Bolaji, today's message is a masterpiece. Let's just put it in cities and give everybody in the whole world. Math, Proverbs 27, <laughs> verse 17. See what the Bible says. And I'm talking about how God uses relationship to bed growth and phenomenal breakthroughs. He says, iron sharpened iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Listen to me, everyone. There's no way you will do it in this life. There will be an area where you are dull. There will be an area where you are dull. When I dull means where you are not effective, where you are not on the cutting edge. Some people are very sharp when it comes to phys physique. They have six-pack, great stature. Financially, they are dull. Some people, they have great stature. They have great finances, but relationship, they are dull. Some people, relationships, they are doing well, but when it comes to health, they are dull. So this is what the writer of Proverbs said. He said, iron sharpened iron. So what does that mean? When you are dull financially, you'll be sharpened by financial iron. When you are dull maritally, you'll be sharpened by marital iron. When you are dull prophetically, you'll be sharpened by what? A prophetic iron. He didn't say that wood sharpens iron. He says iron sharpens iron. So the person that is the only iron amongst his friends and remains at wood, there's no hope for sharpening. And I'm saying so because many of you are saying that, well, I'm struggling in this area. And God is saying that I know you're struggling in this area, but how can I sharpen you? You don't have iron around you. You are struggling your business and God wants to sharpen you as a professional businesswoman, wants to sharpen you as a startup tech entrepreneur, wants to sharpen you as a big time investor, wants to sharpen your ministry. He wants to sharpen your ministry and he's saying, there's nobody around you I can use to sharpen you. Because the people around you are wood. And it's iron that sharpens iron. Sometimes I want to really grow spiritually. Are there people around you that can sharpen your spiritual edge? So let me read it again to you. Oh, wow. Iron, business iron sharpens business iron. Financial iron sharpens financial iron. Spiritual iron sharpens spiritual iron. It says, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Take note of this. Very, very symbolic. Very powerful. Very powerful. Iron, sharpened iron. So he says this, watch what he says. He said the same way iron sharpens an iron, this is what the, the proper man is saying. I'm using a metaphor. He said what I'm really talking about is that it's human beings that sharpen human beings. Glory to God. So let's keep reading because the whole verse up to verse 19 talks about relationships. Then it says in verse 18, 
Whosoever keeps the fig tree shall eat the fruit thereof. And this is very powerful. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. You know what's up by relationship? Because some of, sometimes we don't read the scripture in context. As he said, iron sharpness iron. Then he moved to something else, another thought, but still a relationship. How do I know? Just below it, he still talk, we spoke about relationship again. He said, he that waited on his master, another type of relationship shall be honored. So he was saying that the way relationship works is this. is the one that keeps the fig tree that eat of it. You know what I'm saying so? Why in a generation where people want to eat of fig tree they've not kept. The relationship that will not the relationship that will nourish you are the relationship you have invested into. And I'm saying so gladly. He said, see what it says. He said, whosoever keep it, the fig tree shall eat of it. The question is that, there, I'll give an example. You belong to this great church and someone will come and tell me, Pastor, please, I need money for school fees. What is in school fees that a church as beautiful as home will not provide for you? You know, this is not even something that you must be, man. You, a church that is responsible should be able to provide school fees. Except the church is struggling financially. But the challenge is that we didn't know you before. We've never seen you before. You just show up one day on the door and you just will lay the pastor. So, I've dropped out of school. I need school fees. 150,000 naira, or else I will fail. Most of the time, your answer will be no. The reason is simple. We don't even know if you are fraud or genuine. Is that not true? Exactly. And the way it works is this. How come we never knew you until you had a need? There are many of you here. The person that will do your appraiser, you never have a good morning conversation with him. Until the appraiser time will come. He now says, you mark me down. But you never had a good morning conversation with him. Many of you are here, you have landlords. You will never say hello until you increase house rent. He now says, I'm your daughter. He said, daughter? When did I give it to you that I didn't know? I see my daughters often. Who are you? Paul, I know. Peter, I know. <laughs> Who are you? Glory to God. Are you here, somebody? I've seen people, you know, let, let me give another, another instance. One guy walked up to me. Um, so, some guy asked me. I said I needed maybe about 10 or 20 million to sort out some issues if I could. And I get this request very often. If, if I can't do it, I should look for someone that can give them the money without interest. And this, my answer is always consistent. I always know people that can give you 10 or 20 million. The challenge that they will not give you. And the reason why is that you have not built enough relationship to demand that kind of result. Are you here? So the Bible says that it's the person that keeps the fig tree that will eat of it thereof. So we're going to just explain the concept that iron sharpened iron. So what does God use relationship to do? So the first thing is this. God uses relationship to train and enlarge our capacity. God uses relationship to what? To train and what? That's so weak. Can you speak up this morning? God, what? God uses relationship to what? To train and what? Enlarge our capacity. Are you here this morning? Say a big amen. amen. How do I know that? How did Elijah become a renowned prophet? It was his relationship with Elijah that, that trained him and enlarged his prophetic capacity. That's what God does. God uses relationship to train people and to develop capacity. That's what God does. You know, I mean, you can see the story all through the Bible. Esther chapter 2. 
How did Esther become such a responsible lady? Because of a man called Mordecai. The Bible says Mordecai was not a father or a mother, just a relative. But Esther became great because of Mordecai. Why am I telling you this? Because God uses men to build men. They want to be built business-wise. Who is building you? Who is training you? In the career you have, who is training you in your career? Who is training you in your business? Who is building you? Who is training you? See, let me tell you something. They are really no man-made that I made myself. They don't really exist. Everybody got helping hand somewhere. God uses men to build men. For every Timothy, there was a Paul. For every Saul, there was an Ananias somewhere. For every Apollos, there was a Priscilla and Aquila somewhere. God uses relationship to build. And the reason I'm saying so is this. Because if you want to go far, one of the things that God will use is use relationship to stretch you. Glory to God. You want to grow? God will use relationship to stretch you. So God uses men to build men. The second thing is this, and how does that happen? You know, I just, <laughs> I just love the story. Look at Acts chapter 10. When God was going to send someone to Cornelius, God did not send an angel to Cornelius. He sent Peter to Cornelius. God uses men to build men. I know you're running a business, but who is the person that God uses to build you? You know, recently I was reading something, and Bill Gates was saying, oh, I have a business coach. I said, what? Bill Gates has a business coach. Mark Zuckerberg had a business coach. The CEO of Google wrote recently and said, one of my best business decisions was to have a business coach. I said, what? If those people run multi-million billion business and they have coaches, what about you? What's that song now? It's this song. Eh? Yes, you want to bamba. You want to kitika, kitika. <laughs> eh? Exactly. You want to roll with the big boys. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, yeah. You want to bamba. You want to roll with the big boys. You want to kitty kitty. What? 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 You can run kitty kitty, run kata kata, run kitty kitty, run kata. Listen to me. That's not how it is. You, if you roll with the big boy without being a big boy, you will suffer for it too. You do kitty kitty kata kata. You will soon do kutu 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 kata. <laughs> Praise God. And because the big boy just go. I'm telling you, have you not been surprised you roll with some people? I just say, hey, I mean, I, <laughs> my God. I, I've been with people that spent money. I'm like, what? Did you just buy that? I mean, recently, <laughs> I said picture. Someone should be with my friend. And he said, his wristwatch is 200,000 pounds. I said, to God be the glory. I said, to God be the glory. Glory to God. So, what does God do? God uses relationship to build you. Only great students become masters. Yeah. God uses to build you. How does he build you? First of all, you know, the thing about relationship is that when you begin to move the right people, it begins to stretch your mind. One, one time, you know, I, I was with my pastor, and as we were sharing, 
you know, there was a problem I had, and it just gave a simple solution. I said, why didn't I think about that that way? Just because of where he was. And many of you are here. You say, Father, I want to grow. And God is saying, if I want to grow in you, I'm going to send new relationship into your life that are going to grow you. I was sharing this earlier. You know, me and Pastor G went to see one of my friends and the guy was talking about finance and financial structure. And he was saying that once you hit a financial threshold, you must set up an organization outside the country and do this. And, this. and Pastor just said, wow, how did he know all of those things? I said, just growth. Who is building you? Who is building you for marriage? Who is building you for business? Who is building you for your career? Who is building you for all the decisions you want to make? Who is the person building you? God uses relationship to build us. Not just to build us, to train us. And let me tell you something. Some of the relationship is not nice. All the time. See, because most of you think that the training is always nice. Let me tell you something. Sometimes the training is not always nice. One of the persons that helped me in my life the most become who I was, was one of my secondary school teachers. The guy was horrible to me. And for me to adapt to him, I had to become somebody else. But that thing really helped me. Sometimes you must know what the devil meant as an attack, God meant as training school. Glory to God. And that's why I don't look down negative experience. Ask yourself, what did I learn? What did I become? I became better. I learned better. Glory to God. So God uses relation that way to train us, to train us. You know, when, where's my show? Do you have, you have the show? Look at this. Maxam, will you come? This is what relationship does. <laughs> Let me tell you what relationship does. This is what relationship does. Because of where you are, there are some things you cannot see. And now, although you cannot see, you have someone with you that can see. And the person that can see tells you, can you see, can you see that possibility, that investment? Can you see it? No, you no, can't see it. When you have the right relationship, you know what they do? Because they can't see it, they just remove the veil. And say, hey, look. Did I take off your hair now by mistake? <laughs> don't worry. They wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. <laughs> Only the top of us will know. But the more conscious you are, they will know. Praise the Lord. Just look up. Just look up. So let, let, let me fix it back for you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where you can adjust it right now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, so back to, back to our teaching. Back to our teaching. So, you, you can't see. The question is that this one I'm asking you. Where is the person over your life that keeps removing the veil? I'm saying so. Thank you. I'm saying so because of this. Because no matter how good you are, it's an area of your life where you have a veil. It might be your marriage you have a veil. And you cannot see and you need someone to remove it. It might be your finance, you have a veil, and you need someone to take it off. It might be your job, you have a veil, and you need someone to take it off. Are you going to find someone to take up the veil for you? How do I know that? Gehazi, Elisha, Gehazi, Gehazi told Elisha, he said, we're under attack. He says, look, they're surrounded everywhere. <laughs> and Elijah looked and said, they that are with us and they that are with them. Gehazi said, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. 
because he couldn't see. And all of a sudden, <laughs> Elisha said, Lord, open his eyes. Not because he was qualified for that level. He was operating on Elisha's request. Because Elisha was there to pull up the vein. Do you have someone that when you cannot see and you are not at that level, they can pull you on that platform and say, see. That was not Gehazi's spiritual level. His heart was not right to even function in that state. Glory to God. The second thing God does relationship is this. God uses relationship to open doors. Ephesians chapter 4. Oh, glory to God. It is going to get very powerful now. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. See what the Bible says. Sorry. Did I say Ephesians chapter 4? No, no, no. I meant 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. So this is what the Bible says. The Bible says, <laughs> it says, For a great and effectual door is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. You know, when I was a younger Christian, I thought about a great door as a door. But really, when you read the Bible, doors are people, actually. People are doors. So, when Paul said a great door was open unto me, what I really believe was that there is a relationship that was opened up to him that will make the gospel effectual. And that's what it is. Relationships are doors. Relationships are doors. How do I know? Joseph had a career door in a prisoner. When he was in prison, he met a guy. The guy that recommended Joseph in the prison was Joseph's career door. Why? Doors are transition point. Doors moved you from one level and change to another level. That person was a career door for Joseph. What about Naaman? Naaman was a rich man and successful general, but he was a leper. Do you notice something? The person that brought about the healing of Naaman was a young girl we don't know her name. Yes or no? When I talk about relationship... I'm not just talking about high relationships. There are small relationships. Small. That can make a difference. And when I say doors, watch this now. Everybody look up here. There are relationships that are resource in themselves. There are those that are open doors. What's the difference? When a relationship is a resource, the person you meet is the answer to your prayer. When the person is an open door, they cannot do it. They have to point to somebody else. So, the man... That Joseph went in prison could not free Joseph. But he could relate with someone that could free Joseph. Naaman, slave, the girl, could not heal Naaman. But she could point someone to who? To Naaman. You know the reason why I'm saying so? Because most of you are looking for relationship and resource. Meanwhile, God is sending you open doors that appoint us to resource. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said, glory to God. Let me have my net, net and ball. Give me the ball, please. And this is what relationship looks like. Set the net for me. Just set the net. Thank you. I don't show what relationship looks like. Who can play? Pastor Jerry, are you there? Pastor George, can you? Yeah, that's good. I have two of you that can play. Position. Just stay close. Stay close. Stay close to where you can score the goal. No, you stay close. I don't want to. I know that you have Practicing how you give the shot. <laughs> but don't worry. And let me tell you something. This is what, relation, this is what open doors look like. This is what open doors look like. In life, you have the ball. In life, watch this. In life, oh yeah, score. 
He can't score because nobody has passed the ball to him. In life, you will always need someone to pass the ball to you. That's an open door. See, they may not have the capacity to score, but they can pass the ball. They may not have the capacity to give you the funding, but they can do an introduction. They may not have the capacity to date you, but they can introduce somebody. They may not have the capacity to introduce someone, but they can confirm you're a good guy or a good girl. So, the question is that, are you the person that is into resource or into open doors? You should be in both. So, this person is here right now, and he cannot score because he doesn't have what? The ball. But pass the ball to him. When you pass the ball to him, he takes the ball, and it's a goal. You know why it's a goal? The reason why it's a goal is because someone passed the ball to him. The way the world works is that we keep on celebrating this guy, this guy. But this guy is nothing without the door. The person that passed the goal. The question today is this. Who in your life passes the ball to you? Many people. And you wonder why I can't score. The reason why you can't score is simple. Because there's no one to pass the goal to you. There's nobody. Nobody can pass that to you. Nobody can do that. So you're stranded there. Your success is dependent on somebody else. Are you here this morning? And you know the thing. This person seems irrelevant. And I'm telling you because, you know, this is what happens in church. You say, you know, um, go for a singles meeting. A girl gets there like, I look at everybody. They're all small boys. Nobody will cash there. There may be no resource boyfriend there, but there can be open doors. What are open doors? That guy you met that doesn't have a job as an older brother that really is, praise God, you know, and it's sha-la-la-la-la-la, you know. But the thing is that because you shut the door, you cannot get the resource. When you're praying for business breakthrough, the person you met in that cell, because you're like, that cell, nobody knows anybody, but the person in that cell He's not wealthy, but his senior brother is a director in NMPC. He's not a resource, but he's an open door. The day you mentioned the cell, please let me about my contract in NMPC. He said, ah, you have your contract there. Where? That's my brother's apartment now. Let me introduce you. But because you've not linked to honor open doors, you what eventually disregard your resource. And when you're an open door, behave like an open door. Pass the ball. Thank you. The reason why is that some people are open doors. Instead of them to pass the ball, you know what? They'll be dribbling. Hey, hey, hey. You can't date him, you can't pass him. Hey, hey. You can't get the contract, you can't pass him. Hey, 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 hey. You, what is the problem? I, I have not seen people like, you can't date him, yet you can't pass him. You can't date her, yet you know you can't pass her. You can't get the job. This job they ask for in KPM, you cannot, but you cannot pass it. Listen to me. Know your position. I'm an open door. Let me do my job. What do you do? You pass the ball. Someone say pass the ball. You pass the ball. Look at him and say pass the ball. You pass the ball. Say, this is not useful to me. I can pass the ball to you. I can't score from where I am. I can pass the ball to you. Stop dribbling. I don't know if you heard what um, Rashidi Yakini said a while ago. When they asked him, they said, Ah, Rashidi Yakini, you're a master goal scorer. What is your secret? 
He said, there's a naughty boy. <laughs> naughty boy called Finiti George. Why? Finiti George could cross anything to Rashidi Yekini. He said, once Finiti just crosses the ball, Yaki says, he's going to the net. He said, because the boy knows how to cross the ball. The cross, some of you are designed to pass the ball. Don't hold on to the ball. Let the scorer do his work. So you come into a service like, be nice to your neighbor, you don't know what God is saying. Use my neighbor. And God, you know why God, you know, you know the thing? Most often, God leads you to an open door, not a resource. Because once you see a resource, your faith can enter the resource. You will not turn the resource to God. But when it's an open door, it takes faith to keep on because you cannot see. Who did Naaman ever imagine with all the clinks he has been to that the person that would heal him would be a slave girl in his house? But the way he treated that relationship was an open door. That led him to a resource. They will say, join said, ah, no, no, no. Oh, like, because when you get there, you don't see resource. All you see is open doors. Don't worry. Open doors know where it's going to. It's going to eventually end up as a resource. Glory to God. Thank you. Glory to God. I said, 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 glory to God. So God uses relationship to open doors. To open doors. God uses relationship as a resource. I mean, you belong to this church right now. And, you know, you, you don't belong to a cell. You don't belong to anything in church. And there's so much help we can provide for you. But you don't know that. Don't you know iron, sharpness, iron? Do you know how many people that come and meet me and say, Sir, I'm a single man, I'm looking for a great wife. I'm a single man, I'm looking for a great wife, and I can't recommend anybody. Someone say, Pastor, you met me outside, recommend me. How do I know you? By shaking you outside and telling me your name? Don't you know demons shake me also? Demons also shake me, I can't tell. Because you don't know who is right or wrong except you have a conversation. And the thing about relationship is this. When you need a relationship, it's too late to build one. That's the truth. You build relationship when you don't need one. The other thing relationship does is this. Relationship helps to care, strengthen, and challenge our faith. Where's my ladder? I have all sorts for you in this service. Yeah. Let me just call someone. Jennifer, come. Come and climb. Please come back. Just climb. If you're afraid, just tell me you're not ready. I never say hold it. I said just stay. I don't know why you are forward now. Climb into the last. To the she means a ladder. Okay, hold the ladder for her. And give her your shoulder to stay on. Yeah. Watch this now. Just turn and face us. The question is this. Everyone has a ladder. The question is, who is holding your ladder? Your business ladder. Who is holding your business ladder? Your career, who is holding it for you? And guess what? The higher you go in your career, the more people must hold the ladder. 
because it can fall and break into pieces. Spiritually, who is holding your ladder for you? Oh, I just come to church and pray. It's not about church. It's the fact that if she needs to, you, you see she, the way she's behaving right now? Because, but let's get some more people. Let's get them. Um, let me get, you come, you come. Gerard, come please. Gerard, come please. You see the way she, she, she's very tense because one person is holding the ladder. You stay over here on the left. You know, just stay, just stay anywhere you want to stay. Gerard, come. Gerard is a bit taller. Stay over here and just get as much support as you can. Just get as much support. Did you see how comfortable he is? The question is this. Your relationship is like, who is holding it? No. Yeah, who is holding it? Yeah, in between the miracle, you're in a transition. In between, I want a child. I don't have a child. Who is holding you? So I'm holding the word of God. You're holding the word of God. Who is holding you? Because, and that's why you see some people when they are done, they're exhausted because nobody helps them. Thank you, God bless you. Did you see that? They held her to come down. And this is a small ladder. When this ladder is eight story building, what will happen? Some of you, you don't value relationship right now because your ladder is too short. You are in the first five years of your career. When you start getting to 10 years, 20 years, and they, you've gone very far, the farther you go, the more you be, more people holding your ladder. They are holding it. And people that you can trust. This year, who is holding your ladder for you? And, and you don't want to talk to men because it's men that feel as if I don't need it. <laughs> men? Why do, you think when men, why do you think men come suicide more than women? Because nobody holds their ladder. So when they fall, yakata fall. Praise God. Let's begin to close. Are you ready? This is good. So, what must I know about friends? There are three types of friends. Three categories of friends. Because how, so how is God building me through relationships. You know, I, I don't know, but <laughs> when God wants to build you, it will just change your friends. All of a sudden, you'll be saying, um, you know, 2.2, 2.8. You, you see all your friends, your new friends discussing. That's, that deal, is it 4.5, this and this and this? You know, what they were discussing, and they were just mentioning, 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 mentioning. So I thought there was even millions. Like, uh, no, that's 300 and something, 400 and something. I said, that's good, that's good, that's good. So my friend just said, hope you know that the figures are in millions of dollars. I said, oh, no, I thought it was Naira. I thought it was, you know, millions in Naira. Because even 800 million is still something. I'm telling you. There's something about when your friend just bought a house for, you know, one, someone close to me bought a house for 4 million pounds in London. And he just said, Pastor, will you just come and pray and see it? Hey. And the person said, Pastor, is your prayer? <laughs> I said, my prayer? <laughs> This prayer needs to be directed. Praise God. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Four million pounds. Not four million now. Four million pounds. Not that this you know, story is life testimonial. You know what that does to you? 
just because it's happening to people that you know stretches your faith stretches your it stretches hang out with people that look like your testimonies are you need things that stretch your faith three categories and this is let me say this quickly here this is the biggest mistake people with me, friends. What is the biggest mistake? This is the biggest mistake they make. They put all their friends in one category. And that's why they have heartbreaks. All your friends are not in one category. They are in three categories. Can you show me this quickly? Casual friends. Well, casual friends. Everybody you call friends. Someone says, ha, that's my close friend. No, 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 you're not close friends. You only work together. You're colleagues. As soon as you leave that office, you don't talk again. How can that be your close friend? The challenge is this. Something very private and deep you share with a colleague. Don't you know that some of them have even prayed that you don't do well? So they're casual friends. Casual friends. In church, you can have casual friends. But the next level is what? Close friends. Most of the time, your close friends are no more than 10. 10 is even a large number. Because these ones are the ones that you know them. They know you. You guys are there for each other. But after that, there's core friends. What are core friends? Core friends are the ones that if something happens to you, they take care of your parents. Something happens to you, they take care of your wife. They are, we are there forever kind of friends. The challenge is that you take casual friends as core friends. Have you not seen many of you, when you want to ask for advice, you will not go and ask casual friends. Someone that you don't know before, hey, my boyfriend did this, a casual friend. It will not give you the advice of a serpent. Because what the boyfriend you are having is what he wants. Are you here, somebody? Casual friends. Call friends. I've seen people that they have a problem with their husband. And they get to work. And the first person they tell is to get the shady desk with. The girl you've known for more than two months. Or the guy you love for more than say, can you imagine what he did or what she did to me? And the reason why is that for them, all their friends are in one box. And they will say, they stabbed me. Why would they stab you? They were never your friends. They were just casual friends. And let me tell you something. You don't choose core friends. You say, this is my core friend. This is my casual friend. You don't choose them like that. No, sir. Everybody grows from casual to Close to call. How do they grow? By proving who they are part time. And it takes time. All of you that have besties in one month, you are just fooling yourself. Hey, my bestie! Glory to God. You know where your core friends are? Guys, I need a hundred million. We'll sort you out. Those are core friends. We know you may not return it. The six of us, but we know because if you enter shit, we enter shit. Those are core friends. Casual friends are the ones that borrow you. You need money. They say, ah, me too, I need money. Meanwhile, what you need is in the account. Close friends, when you say you need money, they are committed. They understand to be there. But they are not, they are concerned, but they are not committed. Core friends are committed. When you and your wife wants to get a divorce, they will come with their wife and sit down in your house. What are you talking about? Ah. 
They say, your wife said you cheated. Are you mad? You'll be like, it's my life. Say, don't solve that. What kind of talk is it your life? We are all in this together now. Uh, when you mind this, can this one go, go and prostrate? What I want to tell our mother, that I was here when this thing is cancelled. All right, there, Pastor. Those are conference. They will fight for your life as if it's their own. Are you getting me? But the question that you don't pick call friends on the road. Call bestie. <laughs> no. Coffers are built with time. That's why many of you have gone heartbreak. Because so, I don't have friends. If you don't have friends, you don't have help. If you don't have friends, you don't have help. Yes, why? If you don't have friends, your help is limited. Because God's help comes in front of men. Praise God. So let's close quickly. Hallelujah. How do, we, how do I build relationships? How do I build the right relationship? Number one, have relationship goals. Why is it important to have relationship goals? Because the relationships you have should be determined by the goals you have. Let me tell you something. Some people cannot be close to me because we share different values. Not that I don't love them, but they can't be my core friend. Because as my core friend, you know, I, 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 you know there's some things. I don't want to try now tell me that, ah, he said, ah, in the office, I'm looking for that deal. Ah, once I steal three billion, I'm off. The reason why it can't be my friend that when you steal, they can't catch you, they will catch me. If they can't catch you, they will catch my wife. What would I be telling them I did? And because I'm your friend, and they're checking what transfer between us and you. So your, your goal determines iron, sharpness, iron. Where are your spiritual friends? Friends that they say, you have peace with They say, no problem, we handle it from here. They call the remaining three people. Yagabana, Costa, Ekele, Toba, Halaba, Shada, Parega, Sulede, Kuria, Pata, Sulia. You will be like, your, your mother says, what are these people? Where do you find them? You say, ah, these are my prayer warriors. Who, ah, these are my prayer warriors. When they say they're Baba Isale, this is who they are. People that can raise heaven and rent hell. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> you have to reach out to them. Ah, you can't have child. I know one Baba. But this is not about being born again. You know, heaven help. Those that help themselves. Hope you know that, that verse is in the demonic Bible. And the reason why you have those friends suggest that to you is because you never chose friends on purpose. Look at your church right now. A church is designed. I told you, who is holding your ladder spiritually? Who is holding, you know, I say, hey, after the, like, after the service, there's going to be a um, growth track. Growth track is our way to pastor people when you come to our church for the first time or you're in our church. After some time, we say, go to growth track. Why? That's where we get to know you're a member. You either belong to a small group or belong to a department. Someone say, the pastor knows me. It's not enough. What you need is not knowledge. What you need is support. Don't become Instagram fan here. Don't bring grams here. What you need is support. Because when you're in trouble, who can you call? And can pick your call and can stand there. So the first thing is to define the goals, relationship goals. And your goals will determine your relationship. The second thing, so how, where do you get that from? Amos 3:3. 3, 3. The Bible says this: can two work together except what? They agree. The second thing you want to do about your friends is this. So the second thing you want to do about your friends is this. What do you do? Be intentional. Hebrews 13.2. Let's read Hebrews 13.2. Look at this very powerful. Hebrews 13.2. Hebrews 13 verse 2. So pick your friends carefully. If you're looking for a child, pick people that have children. 
pick people that look like your goal. You can't be struggling with poverty and not your friends struggle with poverty. How will you help yourselves? When you're a single girl at 38 and all your friends are divorced and single, where will you get married from? Because every time they will give you testimonials of how it does not work. And your faith will be rising. It will be rising. It will be rising. And you'll be going to your faith until the point where you have no faith at all. Look at Hebrews 13 verse 2. Let's read. Want to go? Did you hear? He said, that guy you are sitting next to touch can be an angel. Be kind to him. Look at him again. That guy you are sitting next to can be an angel. Be nice to him. That lady next to him just can be an angel. Be nice. There are angelic beings that come as human beings. But not just that. There are humans that are angels to you. There's, there are two, three people in my life. If they ever know I need something, they will go out of their way to get it if they have the power. They are my angels. I don't want to say it. If they just hear, I say, ah, Pastor, I heard. I said, no, 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 no. I was just joking. I said, sorry, I bought it already. One of them, I just said, I, I, I like the iPhone 13. No. Next thing, he said, it's here. I said, what happened? I said, no, no, I just like it, like, like, or not like it, or have it. He said, Pastor, I've already bought it. What did he say? He said, be not forgetful, because you can forget. So what about relationships? You must be intentional. So the second point is what? Be what? Intentional. Have you said hello to your angel next to you today? Someone sitting next to you can be an angel. Say hello to them. Hello. They can be an open door, a resource. I know you look like it's an angel. Even if you look an angel, it can be a resource. If not a resource, it can be an open door. There's a a story, if I remember, one of the stories in church. And this guy, this lady joined the cell. And when he joined the cell, it was full of young people. But he took interest in this young boy. The young boy was struggling with nicotine, all of those kind of things. Just took interest in him. And she was going to the cell hoping that I can find people to marry. Took interest in him. Eventually, they became very close. The guy is three or four years older, so they're experiencing a relationship, just love interest. And the guy began to break his addiction, became better, and all those things. So, all of a sudden, the guy's brother works abroad, and I think he works for a big multinational. You know, and he's single. So the guy keeps telling her brother, oh, this lady in church, she helps me out. She's this. She's hot. She's this. You know, the brother doesn't think too much about it. One of the brother came to Nigeria. So the lady came to drop him off after some meeting and did not, and I would drop them. Fortunately, the brother from America was around in the house. He just saw the lady say, whoo, like, hey, fire, see fire. He now told the brother, where do you find that kind of hot girl from? He said, is that lady in church? That kind lady, ah, I want to meet her. Who knew that guy was an open door? The rest is story. Before they even met, God has, given, God has branded her kind, loving, caring. The mother already knew her as the one that helped my younger son. You know, the family already comfortable with her. Only So, God was already God, master chess player. He had moved the king, moved the prom, moved everything. He was just waiting for you. Just came, bam! You know why you don't have? Because human beings, we want to, uh, <laughs> we don't like to trust. Uh, we want to arrange everything. <laughs> no, let me move the mice. Ah, 
worry not the ah. Praise God. Hallelujah. The third thing is this. The, the sensitive. And this is where prayer comes in. Why does prayer come in? Why, why does, how does prayer come in rather? Some people can pretend. But prayer reveals the heart. Father, is this person real? Or this person is fake? People don't choose their best in that way. They choose their best way based on Ashwebi. Who can go to party with me? <laughs> and the same party they will discuss you before you came. Men choose based on strategic positioning. But you can have friends that have position that will never help you. And you can have people that don't have position that are very helpful. I know people that know, they know, no, 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 no. You say, why is your life like this? Nobody's there to help me. So, you don't need to know a lot of people. You don't know the person. And the reason why is this, let me tell you something there. Eh? Sometimes you are angry with them. Don't be angry with them. Let me tell you something. When people are not ready to help you, remember something. Your help might not be in their hand. The way God designed it, your help might not be in their hand. The Bible says God sent Elijah to Zarephath. Bible said there were widows all around Elijah. None of them was Elijah's help in his hands. It was until he went to Zarephath. So when you don't help me, I don't bother. Because it's only proof that my help is not in your hands. Why? God is my helper. Everybody's a channel. So when channel calls, another channel opens. Why should I be angry? When there's no water in the kitchen, I go to the toilet. Water will come out anyway. Praise God. So be sensitive. The last two is this. Invest in relationship. Hey! Proverbs chapter 18 verse 24. Invest in relationship. This relationship, Valentine is coming now. Some people have positioned themselves. Goalkeeper. Goalkeeper. Valentine is coming up. Goalkeeper. Cake. I take it. Flour. I take it. Question, what will you give? Praise God. December came. What did you say, Hampatu? You forgot, right? It's not too late to send one now. See what the Bible says. A man that had friend must show himself friendly. In your office, what did you buy a gift for? Your mother-in-law, have you sent her a gift recently? Your father-in-law, have you sent her a gift? All your suppliers, all the people that help me with funding, help with approval, where did you send them a gift? You only remember them when you want to collect payment. They say, ah, they know your, once your phone rings, that's why they don't pick. <laughs> ah, it's expensive payment. But once they pay, and let me tell you, the nature of relationship is this. Is the fig tree you nurture, you eat from. Did you notice the book of Luke? When the last Lord died, Jesus Christ went to the house. The reason why that Mary and Martha were financial partners. Invest in it. And the last one is review your relationships. So I said, why review? Review that does this relationship still meet up with its purpose? You know why? Human beings can change and lose focus. Judas can become just Iscariot. 
You can move from an apostle to what? An assassin. He can move from an apostle to what? An assassin. Judas moved straight home. He didn't even take any bus stop. From one, one day, apostle. Next day, assassin. He can move from bestie to become spy. So that's why you review it and say, is this relationship still serving me? There's no need to carry dead weight. This year, God wants to grow you. He wants to grow you through people. He wants to grow you. Ask yourself, who is the iron around me that is sharpening my iron? And if there's none, it's time to pray and say, Lord, show me who needs to sharpen me. Show me the open doors I've neglected. Show me the resource I have. Let's go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. Let's stand on our feet and go ahead and pray. Let's stand on our feet. Stand on our feet. Let's go ahead and pray. Glory to God. Yes, let's go ahead. Let me hear the drums. Let's go ahead and pray. Everybody lift up your voice and pray and say, Lord, show me the resource. Show me the open doors, oh Lord. Go ahead and pray. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. That's the prayer today. That's the prayer today. That's the prayer today. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory to God. What do I need to pass the ball? Pass the ball. Glory to God. What do I need to pass the ball to? In Jesus' name we pray. And Father, I'm asking you, you open our eyes to relationships that open doors and resource. Give us the wisdom to not chart. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. God bless you can have your sins. Were you blessed today? Were you blessed today?